Hello, 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 everybody. It is Nika C, and I am your host for Mind Your Business. And tonight, my guest is Miss Regina Smithwick. She was born in Harlem, New York, raised in Mount Vernon, New York, in Teaneck, New Jersey. She now resides in Woodville, North Carolina, with her three children. She is the founder of Regina Smithwick Enterprises, LLC, providing certified life coaching. She is also the creator and producer of talk show and podcast, Let's Talk 1943. And in addition, she is a motivational speaker and author of Adoption, The Unknown Blessing. She also publishes many self-help journals available for purchase on Amazon. And she attended Virginia State University and received her Master of Science degree in organizational leadership. She is also a proud member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And tonight she is my guest on Yes! And Drive Your Business. So welcome and thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. I know I read your bio and that's a lot, but always is better coming from So tell us in your own words who you are, what you do and why you do it. I am Regina. I am rural, educated, gorgeous, innovative, nice and amazing. And I'm a child of God. Amen. That's who I am. (laughs) So now, what do you do? Um, I do a little bit of everything. You kind of said it in the bio, but uh, what I'm um, passionate about is my show, Let's Talk 1943. Um, 1943 is basically my father's birth year. He passed away in 2012. So that's my way of giving him his little um, homage there, trying to put him in the show. But my goal is to motivate, to uplift, and to empower my audience by giving them information and doing similar what you're doing with your platform. It's just kind of educate people, give them some information they could take and ponder on. And you always say you take some and you leave the rest, whatever you can use, you know, but you know, just be your true self, you know, and just learn that you're always educating yourself. You're always growing. It never stops. You know, Absolutely. so that's my passion is um, I did write a book called Adoption Unknown Blessing. That was the journey of my adoption and finding my um, birth family and everything else. So that is passionate to me because I love to help a, a adopted and foster children because, you know, it is a, a, a it's a journey. That's a journey. And um, people don't understand it unless you go through it. So those are the two passions that I'm working on right now between the adoption sector and as my talk show as well. Okay, well, we've got a lot of commonalities here just hearing you talk. My dad also passed away in 2012. I'm an only child. I didn't have any sisters or brothers. Me either. Um, You see? And my children are um, adopted, but it's it's a little different. They um, are kinship. And so it was a for us to get them but it took some time even still mm-hmm. to get them out of the system and in our household and you know on a stable foundation so I commend you for what you're doing okay. I've had a few people on my show that um, have been adopted and that also are adoptive parents talking mm-hmm. about the need and the nece- and then um, how necessary it is and I get it and mm-hmm. so you know, I commend you and it's a lot I remember when we first started to take in the children at first it was six and then it grew to be eight and people would say things like i can't believe you're doing that or you don't want to do that or you know and i just right. for thought that why wouldn't i do it why but you know it's it's a ministry yes it's not for everybody exactly and 
if you would, can you talk a little bit about, because again, you're on the other side of it where mm. you were adopted. You said, is that something that you would like to talk about and what? Led yeah. Right yeah. Um, I wasn't, I was adopted, but I, I'm adoptee as well. I adopted my oldest child. Okay. You know, she was, um, I had met her, her dad was going to be my husband, but when I met him, he had her already. And, you know, I just, this felt right because her mother at the time was not in her life. And I just like, look, we, 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 we are about family, you know, I don't do steps. So, you know, she's not going to be a stepchild. She's going to be my daughter. So I, I went ahead and adopted her. So I have both ends of the spectrum as well. I did both. So I do understand it. And um, I like the pity of what you just said. Um, our dreams and our passions and purposes is for us. It's not for everybody else. So if you adopted how many children you wanted to adopt, that was given to you. You know, that was given to you. That was your assignment. And it's not meant for everybody to understand it. And that's one thing that we do as people. We If we don't get it, we feel that it's not right for somebody else. And, you know, that's not your assignment. And you're not supposed to understand that. You're just supposed to just take it in and say, hey, that's what she's doing. And, you know, God bless her and give give you all the um the, the prayers and the, and the good thoughts because it is a handful. But if you're able to handle it, that's on you. So I just want to say that because, you know, a lot of people want to put their insecurities and their ways on you because that's something that they won't be able to do. Well, if I could share something with you before you Mm -hmm. go, I told my husband, we've been together for 25 years and we got married in our 20s and we got our first child in our 30s when I turned 30. And I thought it was hilarious because before that, everybody says, you guys aren't going to have kids. You don't want kids. What are you waiting on? What are you doing? Why, Why are you not having kids? Then, as we started bringing in more children, it was oh. Okay, we're gonna stop. <laughs> for you and I was just like, what, what? Why are you gonna pray for me now? <laughs> Before y'all was thought I was the enemy of children. Now you mm-hmm. you you know. And I, and again, like you said, it took me a while to learn that this is my assignment, and I get it. And me and my husband together, we get it, and and we do it together. You know, and it's it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But again, for someone to understand what that feels like and what it looks like, because on my end, I look at it like, you know what? You should be grateful, mm-hmm. thankful and happy. But at the same time, there's other dynamics that go into being in a situation that isn't what you started with from scratch. And it right. can be hard sometimes to deal with. And so from you being on both ends of the spectrum, was that easier for you with your daughter bringing her in? Because I understand what you mean by no steps. We don't play that mess either. Yeah, we don't do no steps. No, it was actually easy. Um, she she was already loved and everything was there. You know, um, her last name was the only thing that hasn't been changed yet. So, you know, the adoption, we got that last name changed. Um, and I just felt more, you know, togetherness with that. And I always wanted her to feel included because then eventually I ended up having twins, you know, wow. Yeah, they were nine years apart. So it was just like, they wasn't even raised like, that's your half-sister. Mm-hmm. You know, or that's your, you know, they they don't even know that. They don't know what half means. That's their sister. That's it. You know, that's their her brothers. We didn't have that language in the house. So it's basically how you raise your children. You know, if you go in there saying step and half, they're going to do step and half. And then that makes you think you less dead. I'm half of a person. Or I'm half of your sibling, so it really doesn't count. I don't like that. I just kind of just want to keep it as 
if you got blood in you from another parent, y'all are siblings, period, point blank. It doesn't matter if you got half or one side or another. So, yes. oh yeah, I was really adamant about that part. Absolutely. Well, God bless you. And I know that they all the children are better off for it. And then not only that, I always say God gives you double for your trouble. And <laughs> <laughs> he does that. I used to say increase my territory. I was like, okay, I got to start. I got to change this up a little bit. No, no. <laughs> But um, how in relation to you writing the book and what you do as a life coach, how were you able to couple those things together? Well, the life coaching was really funny because when I did life coaching, I went, I had life coaching done. I had a spiritual life coach that helped me and she changed my life. And I was so um, impacted on that, that I decided to go ahead and take courses and become a life coach. Now I was going to use it just for my um, organizational business because I'm a professional organizer as well. So I feel like I will need that emotional attachment to these clients because, you know, they have a bunch of clutter, but they don't want to let it go because it's a sentimental value. So I wanted to be able to relate to them and talk to them and kind of help them like let go of these pieces of stuff and kind of keep a couple pieces here and there. But, you know, I always say, you know, if somebody leaves this world, you don't need to keep the whole wardrobe. That's not showing your love. You just keep maybe three items that's really sentimental to you and get rid of all the other stuff. That stuff doesn't matter. You know, it's what's in your heart. So I was doing it for training for that particular segment like there. But then as I started doing the show and I started writing the books and then I started being an advocate for adoption, um, it came into play and it helped me out. So like God always had these plans that they don't tell, he don't tell you about. Right. So he just gets you prepared and then you actually able to use these things in all these sectors that I was even thinking about doing. So that's how I end up being a life coach. Now I do, um, you know, we talk on the show, I give advice and stuff on the show and you just, you know, it's my truth, but it comes a little bit in that. I always put in a little bit what I learned in my life coaching inside of my answers sometimes. So it's kind of like coded in there with my opinion, but, um, I'm going to have a workshop in March. It's called ring out your sponge. And I actually have a workbook as on Amazon as we speak um, that you could get now, but I designed it for the workshops so we could go ahead and ring out and get all them insecurities, all those, um, all those, those things that were holding you back, your belief systems and get them all out in your journal, write them out. Because a lot of times if we don't write things out, we can't release them. And so you go keep it in your head all the time, but it doesn't release until you write it out and you can get rid of it, you know, and reading it back to yourself is kind of making yourself accountable. So we wanted to have that journal for this. So we're going to have a workshop. We're going to have some motivational speakers on there to kind of help you motivate you to do the, the workshop and the journal. So it's called ring out your sponge. So that's why I started to uh, expand my life coaching in other ways. I don't do like one-on-one kind of life coaching. I kind of do it group or just do it through my, my speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. So when you go into coaching or when someone comes to you with coaching, because this is what I see a lot of times, people don't think they need a coach. Mm-hmm. Come with these, these, expectations and these aspirations of what they want to do in life and then when you start talking to them it's like oh but i don't want a coach i don't need a coach mm-hmm. and then understand, can you talk about how necessary it is at some yeah. our lives to have that coach or mentor or that somebody that's helping you to be accountable 
we always talk to ourselves, right? You know, we'll talk to ourselves and we'll make sense to ourselves all the time. That's the problem. You don't have nobody bias in there to kind of say, well, that sounds a little, mm-mm, a little crazy, as you know. Um, or we talk ourselves out of fear. You know, we have fear factors. We talk about our, talk ourselves out of things because when you talk yourself long enough, you'll talk yourself out of stuff. And and then that's that little fear thing that a lot of us do have. You know, we all got a little fear in us. So I always believe that. Uh, um, uh, I, I didn't believe. I always believed in coaching and improvement. I always did. I just never seeked it myself until I got tired of being sick and tired. And then I went ahead and sought out a spiritual life coach that does the coaching, but does it with the godly um, undertones with it, you know, because that's what I believe in. And when I did it, I realized that like, it was like, like Messiah, like this clouds <laughs> parted, the, the, the sun came down and I just felt like a, a whole like weight lifted off of me getting that counseling. So I always tell people, I don't care where you at in life. I don't care how good you think you live it. I said, everybody need to see somebody at least once in their life, at yeah. least once, just to get you introduced to it. And, you know, if you feel like you don't need it after that, okay. But everybody needs to go one time just to just do a tune-up, a checkup, just to see, you know, are you do you need some help in certain areas in your life? Because we all need help. We all fall short. Nobody's perfect. And even if it's you're good, they can make you better. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be horrible and you have to be, you know, down in the dumps. You could be doing good, but you always could do better. And maybe there's some part of you that's kind of locked up and then she kind of, or he could kind of release that, open it up, and then you'll be able to move to another level. You know, life is about growth. It always to the last day you, you're on this world, this earth, you got to grow every single day. So to do that, you want to do it efficiently. I always recommend to say, get a life coach. Or, or, or a therapist or whatever, you know, whatever way you want to take it, but get something at least once in your life. Just try it. Absolutely. It could change your life. That's good advice right there. And it's so true because sometimes what we're seeking, we already know the answers. But when, like you said, when you have somebody to bounce it off of, truthfully, they're there to listen. And then once you hear those words come back to you, you're like, huh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not judged. And mm-hmm. you're not looked at like you have a problem you are able to express yourself. And I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, they get afraid that they might be judged or something. But that's the thing I love about being able to coach or to counsel or, or to consult someone is it's mm-hmm. a judgment zone. Because once yeah. you, whatever you decide to do with this information, that's your business. That's but right. You sort through that and, and to accomplish that goal. And so mm-hmm. that's beautiful, especially this is something I really want to touch on, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. Women... And mm-hmm. be women of color. And mm-hmm. I wrote a blog about is uh, mental health among Black American women an anomaly? Uh-huh. And, I, you know, this is a question because during the Olympics, it's like, do you not understand what's going on here? If somebody mm-hmm. take a time out to get themselves together, on one aspect of it is something more to it. But on mm-hmm. the other aspect, this person is getting famous off of mental health and all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. and it's something that we don't talk about. And it's mm-hmm. something that's brushed on the rug because we've been strong for so long. Mm. We've had to do for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do you stress the point to someone of color, a woman, to let them know that it's okay to be vulnerable and to let your guard down and to unpack this baggage? 
it's it's kind of we when you think about it this is just i'm just talking general this is not yeah. everyone but you know we the last couple of generations i would say the last 20 30 years you know the families are set up a little different now you know than they were when we were growing up or even before then you know we have a lot more single mothers out here now for whatever reason we have more single mothers out here now and so now the, the mother is now being the father and the mother in the relationship. They are being the disciplinarian. They are being the teacher, the the, the nurse, the everything in, wrapped up in one. And it doesn't allow us to be vulnerable, you know. And, you know, I can speak on my, you know, my behalf. I was married and I've been divorced um, for over about 12 years now. And I was married for 12 years. So I've almost been divorced as long as I've been married. And I am a single parent. I, you know, my the the father, of course, is in a lives, and he's a great co-parent, but he doesn't live in the state. So the day-to-day -day stuff is going to fall on me. You know, I'm going to teach, you know, teacher conferences. I'm doing if you sick, and I got to do this. I got to take you here, take you there. I'm doing the daily stuff. So you 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 grab this role that you didn't ask for, but you have to take it. And so when you need to be vulnerable and even in relationships, when you want to date or, you know, get into another relationship, you got to kind of like reprogram yourself because you're so used to being in charge and so used to being that power person. When, when you try to date and get somebody in your life, you got to remember, like, both of y'all can't wear pants up in here. Somebody has to, you know, that's the way the relationship's supposed to be ran. If you're traditional, if you're traditional, there's people that's different ways. But a traditional relationship, the man's supposed to be the man of the house. And you can't be the man, too, with him, you know. And that's why a lot of people are bumping heads because, you know, and it's, it's like I said, it's not our fault. But we're at a point now that it needs to be addressed. Like, how do we kind of soften up a little bit so we can be that woman and, and able to release and let them kind of go in and, and take control of some of the things in our life that we was holding on for so long? We so used to it. And then we go, wait a minute, I don't know you're going to do it right. I'll just do it because I don't know how you. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's like. <laughs> you know, and I, and I get it. And I, and I go, you know, well, I'm going to hold on for one more day because I'm going to get this thing right eventually. You know, right. I spoke to you and said I was the only child. I was independent. I know how, you know, and, and sometimes. You know, just being that strong, independent person, uh -huh. even being married for 25 years to the same person, being in a mm -hmm. relationship, I got to learn to slow my road sometimes that, hey, you've been with this person this long. At what point are you going to realize that you can trust them? Trust them. <laughs> you know, that you can right. have to worry about being in charge and taking control of things. And I think that's a, a growing opportunity that we have every day to realize, you know, there are roles and there are different dynamics. And we be, we're so used because my husband worked for 19 years and then he got sick. And I'm, I was grateful because now I'm like, he's at home and can do the things we decided we wanted to do together. And we're in ministry now. But before it was like, I felt like a single parent because I was doing everything, working and taking care of the kids mm -hmm. and going to the things. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, he came home and was like, what you do all day? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. So first thing I did was unload on him. Like you know, mm, a lot of people do that, right? Unload and And I started realizing, you know, some people aren't gonna deal with that for so long because mm. it's two-way street, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think again, having that outlet and being able to have a way to express yourself 
without dumping on the people that are the closest to you. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. it helps you to see more clearly. It helps you to get a better understanding of how to address situations. And then you can go back in and be like, okay, this is a partnership, like you said, in mm-hmm. any relationship, if it's friends, if it's mother and child, mm-hmm. husband, mother, you know, best friends or sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that what you said is so true about us wearing all of those hats or whatever and then being able to let our guard down. So thanks for touching on that. Cause I oh, think- oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I had to work on and that's why I always say that it's good to go to someone and talk to someone because a lot of times we don't realize it, you know, and like, you know, even they had some movies about it that, you know, um, that said about being, you know, you could still be a strong woman. You could still be a strong woman, and but you still could be vulnerable and still be soft and loving to yes. your spouse or your boyfriend or your whatever it is. You could still do both. It's just a balancing act, you know, but you just got to learn how to let go of something because that's why if you're a biblical, you know, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and we got certain things about us, right? So that's what makes us unique, but make us work is because yes. being in the gang thing, you know, and I really believe in that. And I really believe that it's, like I said, the last good three decades, we've just been in this scenario that is a lot of us just doing it by ourselves, but we could still get it. We could still have it all. Yes. We could still have it all. We just got to learn how to balance it out. That's all it is. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I thank you for coming on and lending your time and your talents. Is there anything that you can share with the audience about life coaching and how to mm-hmm. get involved in life coaching if they want to get coached or become a coach? Well, you know, in these days, especially I've been noticing a lot, there's a lot of niches in coaching, coaching. And I have, I'm a certified life coach. I'm just a certified general life coach. But if you want to be a trauma coach or a money coach or a, um, I mean, they have coaches for everything. Um, purpose coaching, um, goal coaching, anything that you have a, a, let's say you have a gift with, or you have something that you are really passionate about, you could hone down into a niche and that would be beautiful because then you could focus on just that and you could perfect that. And then you'll be that person for whoever needs you. So, you know, I know they said that you're supposed to do the general life coaching first, but you need to know the basis, your foundation of what coaching is. And then after that, if you want to get into another niche, you could go ahead and do that and you'd be certified in something else. Um, we always need help out here, you know, and it's, and it's not just getting the, the coaching it's who you are, because if you're a, a, a person that's open, a person that, you know, a person could gravitate to. So don't ever feel this saturated. There's too many coaches out there. It's always how I turn around and see a coach, but we all are different personalities and you're going to just, you know, zoo to one of the others. You're not going to be everybody's, you know, cup of tea and they're not going to be yours. So don't think about that. Just do whatever God asks you to do. And if he feels that that's a, that's a purpose in your life to do it. And I guarantee you people will come if you, if you're that person that was assigned to do that. So that's, that was, that's what I would say about that. Amen. And where, where do people find you to work with you if they want to get in a group session or actually mm-hmm. talked about your workshop. So go ahead and tell us when the workshop is, how they okay. can- and how they can get to work with you. My workshop is going to be in March. I don't have a date yet, but it's on my website. And as soon as I get the date on it, because I'm working out with the, um, the motivational speakers now. So we're getting that date together. But um, my website is www.letstalk1943.com. So letstalk1943.com. 
Um, my YouTube page is the same name, Let's Talk 1943. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube page, and my shows are every other Sunday. And we do have a lot of episodes on there you can watch. It's all different topics, and we have a great, great time on the show. And so those are the ways you can find me on Let's Talk. Okay, cool. I'm about to put this up here real quick. So okay. Find you. So let me just say www.letstalk1943. Dot com and then you'll see um the ring out your sponge conference information and if you're interested it has a, a comment area you can fill out your name your email address and it'll come straight to me and i'll keep you abreast of when the classes will start and it's gonna be a four-week class one one day a week for four weeks okay it's gonna be a nice it's gonna be a nice seminar a nice workshop All right. so um what advice would you give to someone that's in a place right now and they don't know how to really uh, take that first leap forward to seek a coach out. What would you tell them at this point to do in order to maybe bring themselves to talk to someone? Well, I can tell you what happened to me. I just got tired of being sick and tired. I literally had a mental breakdown in 2019. That brought me on my knees. And like I said, I'm spiritual and I, and I'm, I believe in God. And I feel sometimes God has to humble you to get you to a point for you to listen. And he got me to that point that night to actually finally hear him. I was doing it my way. I did it my way for all these years and it didn't bring me nothing. As soon as I decided to just let go and let God and let God um, come in my life fully, that's when everything happened. And so ever since that night, I became all these things that you just talked about. And it's only been a year and a half going on two years now that all this happened to me because I finally let God come in and, and, and decide to do it the right way, yeah. not my way. And sometimes your way at the moment looks like it's your way, but sometimes he's asking you to go another direction and we fight it because we don't see it. And, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 states that, you know, God tells you not lean on your own understanding. Trust in me in all your heart and I will make your path straight. Yes. That that's the, that was the that was the scripture that got me to really understand what he was saying. You're not going to understand everything that happened to you, and everything that happened to you is not going to make sense. But if you just trust in him, I guarantee you that your path will be straightened. And that's what happened with me. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I sure thank you so much for taking the time out again. Like I said, do you have any other books in the making? or? Well, right now I have... Um, I have my adoption book, Adoption, the Unknown Blessing. Then I have three journals. So I have the Ring Out Your Sponge journal. I have a life organizational journal. And that journal is, I, I gear it to everyone, but I really looked out for my older senior citizens because they need a book that has everything. You want to be able to find your medications. You want to be able to find um, your doctor's appointments, your contact information, your web web passwords, all that stuff that older people usually will lose and don't keep up with is all in one book. So let's say you have a caretaker and they need to find something. It's all in that one book. That book goes everywhere with you and you every, everything that you need is right there. So I, I did a journal for, for that. And then I have a, a podcast journal for our podcasters like us to be able to keep up with our episodes and you know keep track with everything and keep it up so you can be able to go back and look at your episodes. So um I'm organizing person. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. I love organizing. So I decided to do books to help organize people. 
Okay, so one of your main niches is to, is organizational skills, organizational leadership then. <laughs> yep, that's where it came into play. That's where these books came from. Yep. You, tell, you, you look you look well organized and put together. I can always tell your colors are off the top. You always... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is it's in me. So, you know, I, I love organization. Organization to me is, you know, it's really the foundation of anything you do in life. You know, you got, you know, you got to have some kind of organization for you to be productive. You know, so uh, that's just, that's just me. You know, I just I I just love how God puts things together. And I can tell you right now, you are my last show that I'm doing for this month. I'm doing some things a little bit different. I've been doing this since um, 2020. I believe I started this podcast in 2020 just to mm-hmm. give give people a, a safe place to come and tell their story, talk about mm-hmm. who they are, what they do, why they do it. And I didn't realize I have over 300 videos and half of them aren't even the podcast yet. And so I'm excited that I've got all this content. Wow. I heard you speak. And as I was looking at everything that you were doing we have again so many commonalities because in 2020 what led me to do um to relaunch my business because in 2014 i got certified as a life coach in nlp and i was just all excited i'm gonna do this that and the other and six years it was crickets i i had a, I had a client here and there you know uh-huh. full-time job was a mom going and doing all of this stuff serving on boards just running myself ragged right 2020 Right before COVID, this was the craziest thing. Everything that was going on with my family and the children and everything, some things that happened that didn't go the way that I thought that they were going to go. And one of the children, the baby, ended up going with his father. And that that broke me. And before that, I was holding on some stuff from five years prior that I was just dealing with because I didn't have time to really deal with it because I Mm -hmm. had take on some other stuff. And at that moment, it was like everything came crashing to a halt. Mm-hmm. It came down and, and I had to go, I had a mental breakdown and I spent six or seven days in the hospital because mm-hmm. I had slept for like eight days. And they say after three days, you start hallucinating. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know, and I'm thinking that I'm normal. I'm thinking everybody else around me is crazy. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was me. What's wrong with them? They need some help, Jesus. <laughs> You're like, no, it's you. (laughs) You know, and and what I learned in that is I needed some rest. I needed to take some time to step back and take my hands off of everything. And like you said, God will slow you down sometimes and and put you in a position where he can really use you. Mm -hmm. And through that, I was was, um, going to school and taking ministry classes and still trying to maintain all of this stuff. But I wasn't, my whole self wasn't there. Right. Until that happened, I was able to gain mental clarity. And it's like, at that point in time, it was like everything that I had learned, everything that I worked on, everything that I had been through was for a time such as this. Right. So, you know, I realized that in due time, we will reap if we think not. And so I I thought about it all the time, lean not on your own understanding. That's right. Him in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. That's right. right. Like full circle. That's it. That's it all day. Well, just having you on the show, because when I started this podcast, I was like, okay, God, yeah, I don't like getting on camera. I can get on the stage and talk in front of people, but I don't want to be on the camera. And then I made this. It's not about me. 
Nope. That's it. That's what I always say. It's not about you. Yes, it's about people. It's bigger than you. Story that can mm-hmm. connect. And I've been able to connect people across the globe to help them to find mentors and to find people that they can work with. So hopefully there's somebody out there that can use you in some kind of way, learn from your workshop and get some nuggets from you so that way they can make their life better. That's right. Person and do what it is that they were called to do. Amen. All have a purpose. And I thank you for shedding that light and sharing your story with us tonight. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. There's hope. There is always hope in this world if we just hold on. Because if I would have gave up six years ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. That's right. Let me sit here. In 2019, if you would have went the other way Mm -hmm. in 2019, you wouldn't be sitting here right now looking fabulous. And, and oh, give- thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I give it all praise to God. I really do. All praise to God. He's he's just, he's always everything. But I just didn't realize um, just trusting in him how much your life would change. You know, we always want everything instant. We want it our way. But when I decided to kind of say, look, whatever way this works out, you know, I'm good. And then it just happened to start working out in the way it is. And um, we do have a lot in common, you know, raising his only children and, you know, and doing what we do, you know, it, 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 it's a blessing. I'm happy. I love doing this. Love it. God bless you. And all you do continue helping others and you'll get it back tenfold. So stick around with me for just a minute. Don't go nowhere. Let me get all right. So this is Tanika Steens, the mindful coach. This is the last show of January. I hope and pray that what's to come leads us to a better place than where we've been. And so if you are in a good place right now, then God bless you and have gratitude and show gratefulness and be happy because sometimes things don't last. That's right. We got to remember those good times because that's what will get us through those times that we feel like are trying. But we got to remember trouble don't last always. No, it doesn't shall pass so whatever you're going through don't give up you can get help because there's people out there that are waiting and willing to help you to lend you what it is that you are looking for so let's talk 1943.com go check out our sister regina um, smithwick get her and let this lady shine some light on you stay tuned for march her workshop Bring out your sponge because we be holding yeah. up. We be absorbing <laughs> everything and holding on. And sometimes we that's right. Bring it out. But like our sister said, continue to be motivated, continue to uplift and empower, and mm-hmm. always be educating yourself because there's so much we still have to learn as long as we. So no, know your assignment because we right. all. We all got one. Know your assignment. Yes. Hold yourself accountable. Life is all about growth. Those are some things that I'm taking away with me tonight. So I hope you were able to get something out of this. If you weren't able to catch the live, hopefully you'll catch the replay. And if not, you'll be able to hear this on the podcast in the future. Other than that, you have a good evening. Be blessed. Remember, as always, you were created with a purpose. Now go be great. Thank you. Thank you.